the Senpai Kohai podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to gain fun perks like joining our anime club, Discord, and even join a list of credits at the end of the show. Join now at patreon.com slash senpai podcast. And now, let's talk anime. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai podcast. It's your boy Trey, and with me today is not the usual man from across the table. It's not Steven, but with me is Daryl. Our now second time go. Yeah, actually, you're our first guy to come back to the dinner table. Man, you came back for seconds. How are you doing, Daryl? Dude, victory lap, man. I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? Wow, I'm I'm doing all right. It's a uh, it's nice to see a familiar face. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's not as familiar as Stevens. I'm I guess a little tired of seeing him. So it's it's nice. It's a refresher. Don't tell him I said that. But I uh, guarantee you, I will I will talk a refreshingly uh, li- lesser amount about Arumakun than he does. <laughs> oh, thank God! Yeah, it it will it will not be on the table. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll talk about That's, other stuff. <laughs> uh, as long as it's not Arumakun or uh, oh, what's the other hot one right now? The the dress up one, the dress up darling. All right, no 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 promises there. Uh, oh, <laughs> that God. might be a different story. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's hot. It's hot. Dude, I, uh, if I wasn't here, I'd be watching it. the next episode of that right now. I I always know when the new episode's out. All the screenshots make their make their rounds. I mean, it looks great. Yes, but sir. I'm just tired of seeing that girl, and I, I I'll get to it at some point. It, I feel obligated at this point. I, I've hated on it so much. I'm gonna have to watch it. So I'll I do think it. You will like it. Yeah, it's 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 an endearing little. It's wholesome. You know, it definitely has its moments where it's like wow we're really going there but it also has other well, as all anime do um yeah yeah but it's pretty wholesome as well you know that's fun it's always nice when it kind of comes full circle and it's like wow that was sweet and that's kind of what i understand mm-hmm. it to be it's it's a nice little relationship yeah. thing where she's breaking him out of his shell as they're kind of progressing i yeah. think or what, whatever they're doing i know it's, it's not it's a parasitic relationship right no it's the same story we've seen you know, time and time again, where, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very wholesome, sweet kind of rom-com where one character pulls the other one into a better place than they previously were. But it's just like, now we're talking about cosplaying. Whereas, you know, in uh, your line, April, it was about music. And then in Komi-san, it's about just like everyday type stuff and communicating with people. So it's the same story. It's just a different medium now, you know, or a different, different subject matter, you know? Yeah. Mm. But I will be there every time with a bucket of popcorn, ready to watch. That's sweet. A uh, friend of the show, Rob, is watching Your Lie in April. I got him to start is watching he that. Really? So, it's yeah, the first time. Hoping, oh, I saw that in the Discord, yeah. Hoping to hear from him about that once he's emotionally devastated at the end. He said he wanted something to uh, to ruin him. So I gave him that, and we'll see how he does. My I, uh, my experience with that show was was like weeping, because I knew, I knew where it was going. And I knew there was no changing it, but having to watch it happen just broke me. That last episode was too much for me to handle. I uh, I normally don't predict whenever I watch shows. I just let it happen. So I try my yeah. best to just sit there and let it ride. And so I had right. no idea. I really just tried my best to just sit there and just, okay, let's watch the next episode. And I think <laughs> finally when, when it all happened, I had to close the door and uh just sit there and cry <laughs> on my pillow because it was uh it was so devastating i had no idea uh, and i no, was like god 100%. she really did that she really just did all that and dipped from yeah. life 
God, it's rough. <laughs> well, it was funny because it's like it was. It did a good job of foreshadowing what was it? spoilers, by the way, for Euroline April. If you're listening to this, oh. I've seen it. Something oh, something yeah, happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it was very heavily foreshadowed. You know that uh, it was things were going to go pretty bad, but. The point of the show is to be there for that ride because you you experience what he experiences of like he can't let go like it, it, it is it's too much for him to handle but he has to stay till the very end and so do you because you have to actually make, confirm this is how it's going to happen sure enough it does you know yeah no that was cruel that was cruel and unusual it was painful. i don't know i don't want to ever have to do that again if i if i know what the anime is going to do no absolutely not i'll pass hard mm-hmm. pass dog so yeah. speaking of other anime, so as as we do on the show, we talk about what we're playing and what we're watching. Um, and I guess you are watching My Dress Up Darling. You watching anything else mm. besides that, Daryl? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm doing this weird thing right now where I am dipping my toes in like 10 different things. So, oh. uh, w- which is very unusual. Usually I'm very one track mind, but I was going to be Demon Slayer, but now I have to wait every week. So I'm like, well, shit, if I'm going to wait every week for a bunch of other stuff, why not relive my childhood and go full Toonami and do like every every week is, you know, a new episode of a, a bunch of different things. Okay. So I'm watching Demon Slayer, which has been fabulous. How are you watching that right now? I'm waiting for all the English dub to come out because I'm, I'm really waiting why? for Zenitsu. That's it. I but really just want to hear him Zenitsu. screaming. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but no, Demon Slayer has been fantastic. I won't tell you anything that you probably haven't already seen on Twitter. But um, yeah, things get yeah. things get things get fucking real. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Can I say that by the way? I, I yeah, think I blurred yeah. out last time. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, no, no, that things, was a, things... that was good. But no, we're not going to blur you out this time. You're good. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. No, um, Demon Slayer has been amazing. The animation is is just shocking to me that they can pour so much into every single episode over and over because you 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 know you watch an anime you see there's the episode where a million you know you have this incredible animation and it's jaw-dropping and you're just sitting there with your mouth wide open but this has just had like three episodes in a row where it's done exactly that over and over and i don't wow. know how they're doing that uh, the pro- props to bones is a studio no it's, it's ufo table that does this doing yes, it right UFO I think table. Animated mm. props to them they're they're knocking it out of the park um so i've been doing demon slayer that's been fun my dress up darling been very wholesome been very fun uh gotta catch up with those episodes probably tomorrow morning when i eat some breakfast i started watching i forget the name of it but it's like sabutsi bisco or something like that it's about the guy with the mushroom arrows and the doctor and i've only i'm like an episode and a half in all i know about this show is that it has a lot of the same people that worked on cowboy bebop uh mm. and the animation is supposed to be pretty good the trailer really sold me but i'm not that far into it but so far what i've seen is is, is fine um i don't I'm think i've seen watching... anything about that i'll have to send you a trailer because it's really trippy like there's there's giant crabs and mushrooms and there's one part of the trailer where like this dude goes to kiss a girl and you're like oh this is happening and then like <laughs> how do i explain what happens here then he pulls away from kissing her and he just like pulls a giant slug out of her mouth like it's it's the most weird jojo shit i don't understand what i'm looking at when i saw it so it just it just feels like it's going to go some pretty crazy places so that just based on shock appeal as i'm watching that and i'm also watching um nisei monogatari which is like the the next season of the in the monogatari series oh yeah so 
I'm like halfway through that. Still don't fully understand what's going on, but having a good time. Uh, loving the characters, loving the the Woody back and forth between Sinjigahara and uh, what's his name, Aragi. So it's a fun yeah. show. I I can't decide how I feel about that series. I just really want to. I got to keep going until I understand what I'm looking at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I listened to the audiobook for Bakke Monogatari, and that was that's a right. Trip. You were doing that. I yeah. had no idea what that show was going to be about. I know I've seen fan service for that show. And I was like, okay, right. what is this? And then sure enough, it was like ghost hunting and ghost solving. And I yeah. was like, okay, that's cool. But they're like solving personal issues within each case. And I was like, that's yeah. neat. You watched um, you watched Bunny Girl Senpai, didn't you? Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai? No. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, in that show, and this isn't really a spoiler. This is just sort of like the subject matter. In that yeah. show, they... Um, basically like all these kids are having problems you know basic high school problems they're they're anxious about something their parents are divorcing like th- things are happening to them and their stress is like manifesting in the real world in some strange way like one girl mm-hmm. turns invisible to everybody because she doesn't feel seen or something so it's very similar to that regard except in in monogatari series they just like it's like yokai or demons i think that are causing it so yeah. it's like the anxiety lets the demon in and then they have to deal with that. But it's the same situation of just they're going through some shit and it's and it's manifesting in the real world. And so they're that's the whole that's their conflict they gotta solve. Hmm. That's a better way to put it than the conclusion I came to at the end of the first book. Because I was like, wow, what <laughs> what is going on here? But okay. I mean that's, that's cool. what's that's what's happening as far as like what it's about, what I'm supposed to be getting out of it, I still can't fully understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Overall, I still don't get the entire thing. If it's just this guy going around to all these girls and solving their their personal problems, because yeah. that's that's it's, all I got. I'm like three people in for the first book. It's also it's also a bit of a harem. Let's be real, you know. Hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so what is it? there's like three you, of them what? on Audible, but I'm watching. Um, I'm still waiting on dubs for the Vampire Dies. I mess up that end part every time. The vampire dies too soon or dies too quickly, whatever it is. So I'm still watching. I've never that. heard of this. What is this about? Oh man, it's a it's just nonsense. Is this the one so, with the armadillo with a giant nutsack? Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, this, okay, that's the show. <laughs> he, so it's he's the familiar of this vampire who just dies at, at anything. So if he gets hit mm. by a door, he turns into sand, but he automatically regenerates. And then mm. anything can happen. He'll die again if he gets embarrassed or if something touches him aggressively or if he gets talked too crazy, he'll just die automatically. Uh-huh. And it's it's so funny. The armadillo cares for him pretty much. Mm. And every time he turns the sand, the armadillo is there trying to collect all the sand and make sure he's he's all kept in one spot. It's oh real sweet. God. The armadillo is, is the best part of the show. I haven't seen the fat nut sack yet. So maybe uh, okay. maybe in the that next the screenshot you saw. Yeah, that was it. I was like, man, that's okay. that, that's really what got me. I was like, I have to see it. I have, I've got to confirm yeah. this, but not yet. Need some damned context for this. Yeah, please. Who's whose man's is this? I like, and, I like uh, to imagine every time every, every time you show me a screenshot of that show, I like to imagine that the armadillo has like a Danny DeVito voice, you know, like <laughs> and he, that'd it's almost be so like a, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a Phil from Hercules type thing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like a Phil from Hercules. You're right. He's like he's you know, like talking him up, like come on, kid, you know, <laughs> come on, vampire. He's uh, you got this, kid. Come on. He's awesome. No, he just squeaks all the time. He just had his own episode, pretty much, and uh, Hell he's. Yeah, he he's did. 
he's sweet. It's like a, the, the end credit is how he comes to the States or wherever, Japan, I guess, wherever he's at. Mm. But it's it's really cutely minimalistic animations. And he's just oh, traveling sure. across in boats and doing doing simple chores <laughs> to get money and go. And it's there's a lot of emphasis he's like on this armadillo. And shit. Yeah, yeah, like he sweeps decks and just rolls around. He's adorable. Um, oh, that's awesome. But while I'm waiting on these dubs to come out, I'm watching Toilet Bound Hanakokun. And this one. Who comes up with these oh, names? I, you got to get attention. You got to be memorable. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Yeah, so they just, they just word generate. I bet they make the name and then they make the anime first. Or name first, then the, then the manga, then the anime is mm. probably what it is. And so this one is about a ghost in a bathroom and this girl comes in and she finds him and she, she ends up dealing with him in a way and he, he's cursed. He's one of these seven wonders of the school and she ends up having to become his assistant so that she doesn't deal with a curse that she's also found herself in. And he, he kind of mm. shows her the other curses throughout the series and she, she doesn't it's it's shenanigans really honestly it's it's just shenanigans with this ghost and right. this girl and it's it's cute it's funny i like it so far um but it's just it's just to keep me busy while i wait on the vampire that's it's that's my priority stars. yeah yeah <laughs> and and then all of this is just to wait on attack on titan it's all a big ploy all everything's sure. part of a scheme how's that then because i know are, are you are you waiting on a dub for that too um, no, that's that's coming out pretty much simultaneously, I think, if not a week or okay. so later. Uh, I watched okay. the first couple episodes and it's it's insane. It's uh it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having to start season four. So part one of season four came out last year. So this is the final part, the final part of season four. And so yeah. I'm a little behind, but it started off pretty heavy just from last year. I uh, yeah. I like it. It's a uh, just wild. Just Attack on Titans wild. I've been seeing memes and just like not understanding, but fully recognizing that someone finds this amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you just yeah, kind of know like someone's to. really enjoying this. Yeah, I'm ready to. Nolan will uh, he'll check it out sometimes. He likes seeing the openings because the openings are normally really colorful and just bombastic, and they'll they'll catch his attention. Yeah. And he's just open mouth watching, and then he'll get bored and he'll just go on and do something else. I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> and eventually we'll we'll come back once the everything settles down with whatever we're doing. But he'll he'll check it out sometimes. Like I respect it. He's he knows what he's here for, you know? Oh yeah. The the yeah, the, the loud, colorful stuff. So Hell yeah. what are you playing? You playing anything? I I playing a handful of things. Uh I'm playing so I finished inscription uh last week, which I can't recommend enough. Inscription is a very good game. Uh I won't go into details of what it is because um uh what do i say other than just the, it gets wild but it's very oh. normal so you should just you should just go play it it's a it's a it's a, a indie game uh and it's like 20 bucks on steam but you can only play it on pc uh it, i can't explain why that'd be a spoiler but yeah play it on pc uh so i played inscription that was fun i played um i just finished final fantasy 13 which we will be talking about shortly yeah and yeah. i'm currently currently playing pokemon legends arceus which i know you are not on board for but i want to tell you this <laughs> let, let me let me before i talk about this game let me ask you why what what is it what is your real reason behind just being like nah forget it 
so I, I talked to Steven a little bit about it last time and uh uh-huh. it's it's I think I'm just done with Pokemon right now and I realized mm-hmm. it once I looked at my games I played last year and I played a lot of Pokemon like apart from my Totodile run from for Crystal but like mm-hmm. I played three or four main series Pokemon games like two spin-offs and then I'm, I tried to force myself through Pokemon Pearl like I I Pokemon out in the last. So it's not three. it's not the game. It's it's you. Like you have you have taken yourself out of it. I'm from just I'm playing not gonna, too much. I'm not gonna take ownership of that. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna put that on Game Freak. But yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, mm. <laughs> so what you're saying is, no, I understand that. Uh, well, and like it's uh it's funny because I can't tell if the game is good. Or if I am just the opposite of you and that I have a big Pokemon itch because I just been thinking about Pokemon a lot lately. Like I, I almost did a Nuzlocke on stream. I I just I have been thinking about it. I've been listening to old uh, I've been listening to the old Pokemon uh, like season one and two soundtracks like on the road to Viridian City and like together yeah. forever. All those all those weirdly almost sort of like gospel ish you know, nineties Pokemon songs. Mm-hmm. And it's just put me in, it's just put me in that headspace. So I just have really been wanting to play. And so that's probably half the equation. Uh, the other half is that the game is actually good. It's very, it's unfinished in that the graphics aren't as good as they could be. And there's mm-hmm. definitely, weird. De- there's definitely weird frame drops and it definitely is a game that if they had waited two more years, it could potentially be like, well, I don't want to say it'd be a masterpiece, but it'd be fantastic if they had waited two more years to just put some polish on it, right? Yeah. But the formula itself is extremely fun. The gameplay loop is really addicting. The, um, I don't know, it, it's hard to explain other than I, I just, I am genuinely having a wonderful time. I can't stop playing it. I want to go back to it. It really feels like this is going to be a good Pokemon game. And if they continue the formula with their next, when they actually have time to polish it and keep a lot of the same assets and stuff from before, it feels like they're really going to tee off on the next one because this is the right way to do it. This feels like what Pokemon has been leading up to Uh, with Pokemon go. Like it was like, catch everything you can, which felt strange at first, but it like, we, we learn like okay just catch everything you can catch without because growing up you had to like weaken the pokemon and everything else and then catch it after the fact but right. pokemon go taught us not just, just throw pokeballs so that was one aspect of it the other thing is they eventually started taking pokemon out of the grass and putting them in the overworld that changed things it changed the dynamic of the game it was no longer random encounters and it was like well now how do i look for stuff you know so they've taken a lot of things from previous games and, and they put it all together here and this feels like what Pokemon should be moving forward. Uh, it just feels free. It feels fun. It feels like you can actually get fucked up if you're not careful because there's just actual strong Pokemon out there. The game is not perfectly metered out so that you're going to run into Pokemon that you that will always be right at your level, you know? So it encourages you to leave places and come back and try stuff again. So much about the game is, is, is brilliant. Uh, but it is very much unfinished. There's <laughs> there's some graphical weirdities here and there, but it's not it's not as ugly as I thought it was going to be. It's still very pretty in certain areas. But if you look out over the horizon, you will be like, yeah, those are supposed to be mountains, but I'm just seeing like blobs, you know, mm. it's not it doesn't look impossible like Breath of the Wild looked impossible to run on the switch, you know, uh, yeah. but it like I say, the, the game itself, what it's doing is extremely fun and I'm having a really really good time with it 
So while you were describing that, I I couldn't help but I guess think of the amplified, I guess, thing of what would be next. And like as you talk about Pokemon being taken out of the grass, you know what mm. what would be the next step to make that better? And I guess it'd be like what a Pokemon ecosystem or like you see biomes or ecosystems where you yeah. see these Pokemon. And so really, eventually, what that would become is a Monster Hunter type game where you'd see these Pokemon type thing i yeah. guess is what i'm kind of picturing um it is, it is reminiscent compared? Of that. okay yeah it definitely it is reminiscent of that because what, and like i say they've taken you know uh mechanics from a lot of different games and sort of blend blended them together for their own use so in skyrim you know you have a little eyeball that's on the screen that shows if you're being watched or whatever if the pokemon see you then suddenly you can't just catch them off of surprise and catch them you have to actually you have to actually battle them to catch them um mm. So they, they took that from that. There's a, there's almost sort of a Dark Souls boss fight thing where you have to like dodge um, some certain Pokemon and then turn around and then throw stuff at them to, to weaken them, which is still a little bit janky, but there it's a step in a different direction. So yeah, I could totally see it being a Monster Hunter thing. And they have certain biomes. Like there's an area in the game where you just come across, you know, it's the woods and then there's a clearing and then all of a sudden you have all these big mud pits and there's just Krogunks and uh, is it Krogunk? Whatever the, whatever the poison frog is. And they got yeah, some Krogunk. of those in there. They have like, yeah, Krogunk. They have some of the little hippopotamus Pokemon in there as well. They have like a big mama one that's like big. You don't want to mess with her. So they definitely, you know, they, they have the areas in such a way that it makes sense. You don't just see. Uh, a Gyarados kind of <laughs> strolling Flying along the around. plains, you know, things yeah. are, yeah, th- things are, things are where you would expect them to be. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it's free flowing. It's fun. I like it. Hmm. That does sound kind of neat. I'm not going to indulge that, but that does sound really neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like it. I like how that sounds, like, but uh, maybe. Like, damn. It, uh, damn. Got to use my Nintendo First sale, credits. I might have to. Yeah. <laughs> Once it goes on sale the holidays. in 20 months. But no, that that sounds yeah, will be a while. It always is for Nintendo games yeah. or these, these yeah, first th- party shits. That's why I asked you how you why you're avoiding it because I was like, if you're burnt on a Pokemon, I get it. But if you have an issue with the game, like let me tell you, you will like it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no so. issues, no qualm. I, I've seen things for it, and it, it looks fine. But just no, I, I can't force yeah. myself through it right now. Nah, I get it. I know that's gonna be me. Is that all you're yeah. working on? All you're playing? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start streaming yeah. Dongarampa two next week, so that's fun. We'll see what that, but we know what that is. That's just more of the same shit, but you know, Ugh. the sequel. So yeah, oh, I'm God. excited for it though. It'll be yeah, fun. I, I I enjoy the story. So, mm-hmm. what yes, about sir. you, man? What are you playing? I have just finished. What was it? Halo Infinite, and that was amazing. That's right. That yeah. was uh god damn that was probably the best gaming experience i've had in a minute but granted mm-hmm. i've just been playing final fantasy for yeah i'm gonna say what is it january for like four months now so it's been a it's been a minute since i played anything different so it could just be recency bias but when you crawl out the jrpg hole to play something that's really action-packed like that it hits you different you're like oh yeah wow. i'm i'm participating not just kind of making little decisions and <laughs> menus all day there was a boss fight or there, there's bosses in Halo Infinite, and there was one I just kind of shot at, and I died. But then I realized, wait, I can whip around, I can throw things, I can 
the world is my oyster. And so yeah. I, I actually engaged him a whole, a whole lot differently and the, the, it got a whole lot better from there. And it was a, yeah. it was a yeah. really amazing game. I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. I can't wait to see how they add things to it. Um, cause I did you grow think... up on halo or mm-hmm. for the most part, okay, cool. we had halo gotcha. three for a really long time. We played halo two at a friend's house. Um, we had halo one at some point, but we had halo three for probably 10 years and we would always play it at, at family things because we always just had an gotcha. Xbox at, at houses. Um, and then eventually me and my brother went through the series. It's just been been a blast. We love Halo. It's a, do you feel like this was uh, do you feel like this was the best Halo yet or oh yeah. You oh, think yeah. so? Overall, I mean apart from just the new mechanics, they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of character character, I guess work for master chief redemption Mm. for people that are that are gone little subtle shout outs for people that know the series it's Mm. it's a lot just fan service and just rework just overall it was great and that game's free right isn't that crazy on game pass dude it's amazing i I played it for free i oh granted i'm about to pay i think my i think my free month's about to be up but Mm. i'm probably gonna keep game pass because it's amazing steven will tell you i hear it's yeah, I hear it's extremely worth it. Oh yeah, I've got like six other games downloaded right now, ready mm-hmm. to go through because it's it's just too good. I need to go back to my Steam library and justify that. But goddamn, Game Pass. Um, <laughs> apart from that, I just downloaded a game called BattleTech, which is from the guy that made Mech Warrior. I think I'm feeling something really mechy, and it is a I don't know what to call it, but it's like a turn-based mech sim where you're you're kind of controlling a shit ton of mechs on a field and you actually I think I saw a trailer for this. It looked really good. It looked really technical. So I'm kind of excited it's got, to play like, something. anime pilots. Kind of. Uh okay, I think I think I did see a trailer for it then. Yeah. It's not like Damon X Machina anime. Right. But it they do look a little anime-ish. And so I'm excited to uh, get into that and see see how far I can get if it's not too uh, if it's not too semi or too I guess technical or tactical for me. But put a dating sim in there. I know you're done. Ooh, <laughs> checking ooh, out immediately, huh? I will if I have to if I have to have relationships with my pilots. I'm done. I will I will clock out <laughs> immediately. Uninstall. I've got no business. I have a war to win. I'm not trying to to marry all of you. I will not. No, no wonder that. you had such mixed feelings about Fire Emblem. Yeah, Fire Emblem and and Persona. It, it throws me off. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like having a date. I'm married. Come on, man. Leave me alone. Get out of my house. What I like though. Who are you? People? What I like though is. I like instigating the relationships between other people. Like I like to see, you know, if I'm playing fire emblem, I want to see so-and-so and so-and-so get together. You know, I just, oh. I have my own, I have my own head cannon. I want to see the story play out the way I imagine it should play out. And I like, mm. I like, I like being God, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> this is Daryl's no. plan. <laughs> Some Sims type stuff. Yeah, exactly. So no, I don't think I've had many other games where I could, I guess, choose relationships like that. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a game called Monster Prom where you can kind of choose. Right. No, you just choose who you date, though. You don't get to choose how oh, okay. other people's relationships go. It, yeah. You just end up single or you just end up with someone, whether or not you wanted them or not. 
Mm. But that's different. That's a different kind of game. So with that, we can go ahead and go into the meat and potatoes of mm. what we are talking about today. And that is Sinran Kagura. Peach. I'm sorry. Uh, wrong notes. Right into it. <laughs> wrong notes. It's Final <laughs> Fantasy 13. <XIII. laughs> I swear to God. Final Fantasy How did I not see it coming? It's always going to be there. It's always there. This man's um, favorite joke, the lowest hanging fruit, but it will never fail. <laughs> never. It's always... <laughs> always ready to come back up um the sort of god i don't like dating sims and games like i'm married like you know also trey uh but also uh sim recogra beach be slash <laughs> it's different you don't have to date anybody you are it is an rpg <laughs> you are mm. you are in the role of shooters and anyway so shooters what the fuck happens in these games <laughs> it's a water gun shooter you're stuck on this island resort and you're you and all these you are uh, joking me you were actually no. i thought it was like volleyball or some shit like that oh no they i think they're playing it in the trailer but so all these girl all these ninja girls are held hostage on this island and i think the only way they could free the, the plot is shit it doesn't go anywhere and it's of course it's, really, it's shit that's, that's really no one's there for that <laughs> so they're trapped on the island they have to do all these things and then they finally free themselves but it's mm. uh i don't remember Per, like what it is per se me and Peyton were talking about it and I was like it, I could tell you almost who everyone is but I can't tell you what happens in every game because this is it's not worth the time it's yeah it's so stupid like the it this isn't even worth the time knowing the characters isn't worth the time but you know there's somebody out there who just has that shit memorized like down oh to the yeah tea. like if you someone's spell the name it. wrong someone's gonna someone's gonna ban you on on something and, and report you to marvelous and, and get you blocked it's gonna be that Some, someone's got the someone's got it down like crazy harry potter fan harry potter fans have the, down those movies you know oh yeah Some, someone's well, that kind of a fan for cinema kagura yeah but don't call me yeah, out and like that, that again that person's name <laughs> might be trey <laughs> it may be me maybe me. no way i still got like three more games to play so it's not me it ain't me i I didn't know these games existed until you said something. I truly didn't. You're not, but now I, but now I can't unknow it. So here we are. You're not missing anything. It's, yeah, it's just a curse. Honestly, at this point, it's a curse more than a blessing. Debatable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Final Fantasy 13 is what we're here to talk. Yes, sir. So (laughs) you just finished. I just finished. Um, I think this is a game we both come back to after a very long time. Um, so, I think I've told Steven before, um, this is one I played when I was like a teenager. I had a really hard time mm-hmm. understanding the paradigm system as a kid. I was a, a pretty dumb boy. So once I finally got some more JRPGs under my belt, decided to come back. And now here I am. Big boy Trey has finished Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 13. Really enjoyed it. Loved it. Favorite yeah. Final Fantasy game. I'll say that. Um, so you'll go, you'll go on record as saying it is your favorite Final Fantasy game. I'll say that. And actually, I'll... My my shorts feel tight enough. It's better than seven. And uh, boy, you can come at me at uh, first. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, but but you have to play it through the end, (laughs) or or else you're not going to know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so I guess what was your history with Final Fantasy Thirteen? How uh, how did you get here? Very similar. Um, I I bought. 
I remember I was with Jack and Will and we were at Will's grandma's house and I, uh, to flex on them because I had, I had, I had a job at the time. No, I didn't have a job. I just had money for whatever reason. I didn't get a job the next year, but it was in 2009. I bought it like the week it came out from GameStop. And I was like, yeah, boys, look at me. I got this game. And so we went to the Will's house, Will's grandma's house and we played it a ton. And, uh, on Xbox 360, which makes me feel really old, but it was so pretty and so fun. And, um, and then I kind of fell off because it was, it wasn't that I got stuck. I kind of realized as I was replaying it, it wasn't that I got stuck. It was truly just that I got kind of tired of the hallway thing and I put yeah. it aside, but just kind of never came back to it. Or I got, I got low on money. I sold it and I was like, I'll buy it again in the future or whatever it was. But I bought that game because of the whole flex thing and because lightning was on the cover, which, you know, yeah. that still yeah. holds true today. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I had also played Final Fantasy 10 first, which is, that was my first ever Final Fantasy game. My sister gave it to me as a Christmas gift and I had beaten that maybe like two or three months before 13 came out. So I was like, Oh, perfect. I'll just hop right into another one. I'm sure it's going to be every bit as good. Um, but the battle system did trip me up cause it was timed. 10 is like actually turn-based. It's like, okay, it's my turn. I'm gonna, I could take an hour on my turn if I want to. But um, 13 was time based. Uh, Final Fantasy X2 was time based. And th th that threw me off. So, like, I think that was also kind of a hindrance. But yeah, dropped it then. 12 and a half years pass. I have a computer that I can now play games on. And I got it on Steam. And then finally, uh, in the past couple months, broke down and beat it. Yeah. That's, so. a, that's a redemption story for the ages. Wow. Mm -hmm. with, the, with the flex. 12 years in the making you love to see it yeah would you would you say that um you having played it first so long ago and then finally beating it all this time later affected your experience at all or was it just kind of like i just picked it up and played it i i don't think so because really everything after a certain point i just kind of wipe from mm. my slate i guess you know like yeah i played it so long ago but i don't count it if i if i play it again i'm gonna have to start it from the beginning because i don't remember the story and that's what i'm playing for right. So it's uh, just something I, I kind of wipe. Um, what about gotcha. you? Did that affect you in a way? It, it did. So like, did you watch Samurai Jack growing up? Um, Here and there when I could. Here and there. Okay. Uh, so the way it affected me was like, I, I, I remember loving it at first. And I remember being frustrated because I did fall off and how much I wanted to finish it. So it felt like this thing that just didn't have closure for years. I, I loved the characters. I wanted to know what happened. I, you know, I knew Sarah had gotten turned to a crystal. I knew snow was sad about it. I knew lightning and then we're getting, you know, I, all these loose ends, like I, they stayed with me over the years. And, um, and I, and, and it's one of those things where like, I listened to the soundtrack in my downtime because I just, I like the soundtrack. Sometimes I would watch like the trailer just because I was thinking about the game and like, man. So it just kind of became like this ongoing mystery for me. Uh, and it became like Samurai Jack and that like Samurai Jack was unfinished when it got canceled. Mm -hmm. And then it finally came back on air all these years later. And it had like a, a proper conclusion, which was, you know, people have opinions about how it concluded. But the point was, is that like it being true for both series, it being this long gap between this, it starting and not actually finishing and then finally getting closure and, and a conclusion to it all that time that it was just not being played or watched felt like it was still going on. Like somewhere in the distance, Jack was still fighting somewhere in the distance, like lightning and her friends were still trying to figure this out. So it kind of just added like, 
it, wow. it added to like the closure that I felt when I when I finished Samurai Jack and when I beat Final Fantasy 13. It was just like, man, this was actually almost 13 years in the making. Funny enough, you know. So it added to the gravity of it for me. But I'm also weirdly emotional like that. <laughs> no, no, that that so. sounds like it makes it really weighty whenever you finish. I just uh, no, I just wipe it. That's it. Wow, that that sounds like it adds good. Well, that's a that's a gift, <laughs> you know. Because yeah. I had years where I was just like, fuck, I want to know what happens, you know, but I didn't want to look up spoilers because I would right. actually do it, you know. No, if I hadn't tried to do this whole Final Fantasy run, I probably wouldn't have forced myself to try to go through 13 just yet. It probably would have been a while because I know I got the trilogy. And mm. I never tried the other two yet, but it was just 13. I tried a few times whenever I got stuck yeah. at the paradigm point where I just couldn't mm. master that one section. Yeah, where you have to actually start doing it right to win. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd somehow brute forced. Oh yeah, I'd brute forced my way through a couple chapters up to that point, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't anymore. And I realized what I was doing wrong. I finally understood and got through that shit. Yeah, it was and all the good. Boy now. became a man, and you the know. boy became the man. Yes, I became the paradigm system. Born by it, molded by it. <laughs> I didn't see the light of Commando Ravager Medic until. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so the story. Yeah. Um hmm. story of uh Final Fantasy thirteen. So I tried to look up synopsises of it. Um I, I wasn't really pleased with what I saw. Um so I was on IMDB because I was looking up the voice actors, which I'll kind of get into later with the characters, but uh mm. IMDB has a really bare bones description. And it says, uh, in a futuristic city, a group of adventurers must fight the government forces controlled by an alien force to stop its plan to destroy the world. And I was like, wow. That, I mean, it, does, it, uh, I mean, it's not wrong, but right. it's like, it's not, it's, it's not, wrong, not right. Not right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of wildly out of, I don't know. It's the it's the it's the meme. Well, yes, but also no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I thought that was weird. So I went to Steam to try to find one, and mm. uh, that one said Final Fantasy Thirteen is a fantasy RPG in which a band of brave humans struggle against fate in a utopian sky city of cocoon and the prime primeval prim, primeval. I always fuck that word up. World of Pulse <laughs> <laughs> follows stylish. Yes. Heroine, lightnings, fast-paced battles, and high adventure in a I would not have, world. I would not have considered her stylish. No, that was not the word I would use to describe her. I don't know. I would it's, say if, like I would say like badass, like Samus esque. Yeah, yeah. but if Tetsuya Nomura's like, behind it, he's stylish. Yeah, he's that's stylish. True. That's true. Damn, how does he do it? He never misses. Snow was stylish. He had the overcoat. He had the hat on. He had he accessorized well. No. Snow was almost school shooter. He was not stylish. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not stylish. I would have been concerned if I saw him somewhere. <laughs> a lot of them were oh, stylish, man. though, I guess. Saz yeah. wasn't too bad. Vanille and Fang were really tribal. Um, yeah, you could tell they thought, were like actually not from there. Yeah, and like I, I was even talking to someone about it. And I was like, I don't even know how these two fit in. And then you, you find out later on the story about their the true thing. origin. And I was like, ah, mm -hmm. okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. I get it now. But uh, yeah, exactly. Apart from that, I kind of just wrote my own description. Let me know how you feel about it. Cause it, I, I right, felt like that it. didn't really do it. Uh, a story of fate, deceit, gods, and people, 
a group of destiny-bound warriors find their way together and realize they may have to make a choice. Become one of the monsters they seek to destroy or destroy the gods that make them. Mm. And I felt like that really kind of did better on letting you know kind of what, what the fuck happens in Final Fantasy Thirteen to a point where you may want to play it or not. Because I, I didn't really know what that the other two are really vague. Uh, what what are you, Yeah. How would you describe the story? I think yours is probably the best because it gets to like the core of what it's about. Now, uh, as far as my opinion of like the plot, I feel the same way about the plot of this and most JRPGs as I do like Evangelion, which I know you don't care for Ava, but don't try to understand the plot because the plot or like, excuse me, not the plot. Don't try to understand the lore. Like if you try to understand the higher power of like, all what is the lessee what is pulse what is cocoon what is you know and try to understand the inner workings of that it's you might miss the point um at least at least in my opinion uh but for me like the central focus of it was just that they're defying fate like the entire time their focus is to um you know there's like a weird plot twist in there where at first their focus is to destroy cocoon but then their then their focus changes to destroying like the god that upholds cocoon and then they so look man i'll be honest with you the plot escaped me just a little bit but the but what i felt what i understood from it as i was playing is was it just it felt like these were people that were like no we're not going to go down this predisposed path we're going to find our own way like it was impossible to save sarah it was impossible to save dodge it was impossible to do all these things and they were just like no we were going to we're going to keep doing it yeah. um it, it was a little silly. It was a little cheesy, but it just, it worked for me, man. Like, uh, especially the way it concluded, but I agree that the plot, the plot went a little bit over my head, admittedly. Oh yeah. Especially with the way it was presented. And I didn't yeah. realize I wasn't quite getting everything until like five, six chapters in when I thought yeah. I understood everything, but then they kept dropping things through the, the narrative. And then mm-hmm. I started trying to look at the data log and shit was going on that I didn't realize that wasn't being force fed to me. Really. I had to go in and yeah. read and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm too lazy for that really. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm going to have to look up a lore video afterwards, which I did. I watched like three or four to make sure I, I really understood what was happening. And I, I don't think I missed too much, but I don't yeah. know. It was weird. Yeah. And when it's like, whenever the game started, it was all about like the sea and how they were hated upon and like if you if you became one you were mortal enemy so like when it first began i thought it was almost about like racism you know i thought it was about these people yeah. not fitting in because they happened to be curse marked by the whatever so that was why and of course it was not that at all but it was about you know changing your destiny and et cetera, et cetera. but uh yeah i <laughs> It makes me crazy because I really relate to the characters. To me, Final Fantasy Thirteen was at its best whenever it was just the characters trying to deal with each other and the circumstances they've been provided, like Lightning having to deal with Snow and how he felt about Sarah and Sarah's feelings about Snow now that she's a lessee and, you know, um, Vanille being guilty because she's caused, she feels as though she's caused all of this. And then Saz being ex- extremely upset about to Vanille, rightfully so, but then not being able to be a hypocrite about it. And then, uh, and then uh, Hope and his whole struggle with, hating snow and how lightning helps him get through that and kind of basically becomes his new mom, you know, like that to me, the relationships between the characters, that was when it was at its best for me. Oh yeah, definitely. When they, when they took the Lassie part out of the equation, uh, shit, shit drived. 
Right. Like they're a, oh God, what was it? There was a part where they were, I think a grand pulse where just kind of like what you were saying, where snow and uh, lightning were sharing a moment about talking to Sarah. And it was, it was really touching. Like, I think they passed the yeah. teardrop and that was probably one of the, one of their better moments. And I was like, mm. this is nice. I, d- I don't even have to worry about what's, what's really going on here. You know, what are we going to do when we find Sarah again? What's, yeah. what's going on? It, it kind of took me out the moment and I was like, all right, we're going to get through this guys. And what are we going to do yeah. after that? Exactly. And like I saw, um, I, I tweeted about it and somebody responded saying that like 13 was, was the Final Fantasy where the, the characters felt the most human, the most relatable. And I, I feel that I resonate with that because they, de- they definitely, you, you know, again, I feel like there's two major things things going on here to get to the ultimate point and one is like the larger level of politics of understanding the list c and cocoon and who does this and like the larger lore of it and then there's just the characters and their relationships and of course they intertwine but to me the most powerful part was the was their you know their relationships oh yeah definitely um so while we are talking about characters why don't we go ahead and kind of get into them and start Mm. getting into them i guess you know as they as they do so first up, we'll talk about Lightning, um, the mm-hmm. ex-Sanctum soldier. Um, I have her marked down as a badass cloud clone. Um, you know, I think everyone's <laughs> kind of made that, yeah, made that comparison. She, she's, she's just real badass. She's got her yeah. little gun sword, folds out, and she does her cool gravity lift shit. Um, I, I put voice actors through a lot of these. I like looking at that kind of stuff, seeing who does what. Yeah, same. Um, she was voiced by Ka- the by Ali Hillis, who is Karen or Karen in Naruto, uh, Naruto or huh. Sasuke's little side chick. And, uh, I mean, that wasn't really his, she, she wanted to be, but that's right. With the, with the glasses, with the glasses, the, glass, the healing, uh, the healing curse mark. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I can't hear it, but whatever you say, I'll trust you. And so cool. that was really cool. Um, definitely the, the showstopper there, lightning. Um, we have snow, I put him as a city mm-hmm. rebel looking for his girl and looking for acceptance by light. Um, voice actor is Troy Baker, um, known for voicing literally anything and everything that has a voice. Um, most prominent thing is Joel from The Last of Us, I guess, or uh... one of the recent things. I got Vanille, the entire crux and problem of the story, and uh, none of this actually <laughs> would have happened if it wasn't for her. Uh, your least favorite character my least favorite god yeah everything hinged on her and it was awful um she's voice acted by georgia van koylenberg she does she does star wars voices uh prominently uh and there was one i I was watching interviews about final fantasy 13 and there was an interview in particular with her about her voice and apparently she had direction to mimic the uh the japanese voice actress in a lot of ways and so that is kind really? of the reason. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she she said she would have done it completely different. But she had to do like the, like the, I don't I don't know what to call it, like the moans and the gasps and yeah. the things like that. Just like a, a, a I guess like an anime, anime character noises. was. Yeah, yeah anime right. noises. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting interview to watch. And uh, so she she kind of had that to say. I guess she was getting a lot of shit, and so she had to clap back as it uh, as it was. <laughs> Should be like, look, I had to do a job. This is what they hired me to do. This is what they wanted. Yeah. Look, you paid for the game, right? Let me be. Joke's on you. Yeah, I'm exactly. Uh, Saz, ex-pilot turned depressed father 
um, out to find the cure for his son or to find the last chance to see him. Uh, voice actor was Reno Wilson. He had a lot of Transformers roles in the live action Transformers. Like really, he had, he voiced like three or four different Transformers. And uh, oh, I I could see and, that actually. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool just seeing how much Transformer he was. I think um, I think Shaz might have been my favorite character. Saz was mine as well. He was just, he was very funny. Death. Real yeah. burnt out dad, just just trying to get through this damn adventure, make sure mm-hmm. everyone was okay, and he was good. Um, Hope, the vengeful boy, makes the biggest heel toe and is hella useful. Voice actor was Vincent Martella, Phineas um, from Phineas and Ferb. Really? Oh yeah. shit! That's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was real cool, and I was like, I he was out here trying to. He was out here trying to save Cocoon and build the backyard beach. Absolutely. <laughs> Vanille, I know what we're going to do today. Um, <laughs> Fang. Hey, where's Perry? <laughs> where's the where's where's snow? <laughs> where's my mom? Uh, so Fang, the source of tension on the team. Fang was, she, Fang was uh, Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> God, she was during the song. Just, just anyone worse. Oh my God the source of tension on the team uh she normally popped when the moment was needed just just for her tension i felt really weird about fang overall um she was also the waifu i don't know how that got in there um voice actor was (laughs) rachel (laughs) rachel robinson uh who voices a lot of characters in a lot of anime um Mm. it was very impressive what do you guys think this was voiced in 2009 too so like a lot of these people you oh, know, true. Got hired. Got they either got their chance on this game, and that was or not that necessarily a chance, but like it was an earlier role for the, for them, or it was they were maybe later in their career. Yeah, you true, know, because I feel like uh, I feel like the lady that voices uh, Lightning hasn't really been anything too recent. If the most, if like the most other thing you, that's there is like a uh, chick from Naruto, you know. Yeah, she's normally she, just she reprising much Karen. More. Yeah, or Karen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool. I didn't uh, do the rest of them like Bartandalus and the other ones. It's really just the, the main people. Yeah, dude, fuck Bartandalus. Bartandalus was the biggest yeah, bitch I if, ever met. If there was a critique of this game, is that Bartandalus? Well, I mean, there's a bunch of critiques. Obviously, we'll get into that. But yeah, Bartandalus was he was he was very meh as a bad guy. Yeah, he was just he was just kind of there. I feel like the the world was a bigger bad guy. The the world, the lore. The world yeah. building was the bad guy, not even Bartandalus. He was just a vessel to mm-hmm. try and give it to you. Anyway, yeah, like you said, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. So I have up next, kind of just going through the general story um, as we, we, we don't have to go through the whole thing step by step because it, it's a, I put 60 hours in easily. So we'll be here all night. Please. Yeah, we, we don't have to do that. Um, but really overall, it's just kind of story. How, how he felt and, and just going through major moments, I guess. Um, so a lot of a lot of everything started with the first couple chapters, um, getting everyone to meet and settle with each other as you get to their pairs. And um, that all starts in Hanging Edge or in, in Grand Pulse, I think. No, yeah, mm-hmm. Hanging Edge, whatever it was, where they start the execution. Um, or sorry, before we do that, did you have anything you wanted to add on the characters? Uh, I'm talking like a lot. It. If you want to add on, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're totally fine. No, okay. I, uh, let me see. Yeah, no, I, I would say that, yes, uh, Saw is definitely my favorite character. Love Lightning to Death. She's awesome. Even if she is basically just Cloud. Uh, Vanille didn't get on my nerves, I don't think, as much as she got on yours because I kind of 
she did until I realized she's covering for all the shit that she made happen, you know, that she's the reason for all this basically. Yeah. Uh, but no, other than that, yeah, I, I, I will say this as well. Hope, I feel like grew the most as a character through the whole thing. Cause he started out as just this angry kid. And by the end, like all he wanted to do was just help in any way he possibly could, you know? So I feel like he grew quite a bit the whole time. Definitely. I agree. And I think Vanille, I think she only got on my nerves because so much hinged on her. Like mm. every time something bad happened, it, there would always be a cutscene with Vanille in the background, like pulling, pulling extension cords and pulling plugs. And it turns out <laughs> it was her fault. And yeah. like, God damn it, Vanille. Are you serious? And like, she's like DD in Dexter's laboratory. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah, it's, it's her fault. Like overall. And I, what the fuck was her focus but wow why didn't she ever finish anything so anyway so they're all they're all end up brought together and hanging edge they're mm-hmm. they all end up meeting except fang fang is separate and they all meet sarah who brings them all together and they all end up getting a new focus um i think that's one of the first really cool cutscenes you see no they they have a couple really cool CGI cutscenes, but you get this really cool cutscene of them meeting the false C and they get their marks everywhere, and you you kind of just start meeting and getting to know everyone and and how they are. Saz is paired up with Lightning, um, Vanille's teamed up with Hope, and Snow is doing his own thing, I think. But you you kind of yeah, just, Snow's by himself, right? It's just people yeah. around him. Yeah, his his little crew of Nora. Um, and you just mm-hmm. kind of get to start meeting everyone. And really it's, it's a lot like that for the first couple chapters. Um, and until you start becoming less see, um, as everyone starts becoming more familiar for you. And it's not even until yeah. like chapter five or six, I think where you get, or seven. Yeah. Where you get, uh, yeah, where everybody starts coming together. Yeah. Where they start meeting in Palampolum. So everyone kind of goes through this let's see thing. Sarah, who is Lightning's sister, is what brought everyone together. Lightning is trying to get to her sister. Snow is trying to get to his fiance. They're going to be, you know, married and everything. Blah blah blah. Lightning doesn't approve. There's a lot of background context. There's controversy there, cutscenes. right? Yeah, and everyone is just brought together by proxy. And hey, what, what, what's this woman? And then they all get dragged in. Whole thing falls, and now everyone has to start working towards something else because now they're banished from the city or from cocoon because they're now these lassie um and i did get some confused messages as well i guess on what i thought was going to be the the case because i thought it was going to be racism i thought it was going to be some kind of you know what 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 is the message i guess you know we we don't we're not going to accept you what what is the general tone going to be until really it got to what is it like your second or third bartandalus fight and it's like no it's just fate there really mm-hmm. wasn't uh there wasn't much else because the story wouldn't the story wouldn't allow it it just kept proving this it kept proving the i don't know what to call it the notions right that everyone had about lassie and so it yeah it was weird the whole lassie thing in it general was, was weird it, but you, it, it, like it was you said you of... can't look at it too hard right yeah i mean as far as i could tell it was just that like they they knew they were the enemy of uh because like the falci i guess are like their gods so like they knew they had been branded by like the enemy god to come up and destroy cocoon but they didn't understand why they just were like oh it's just the enemy why oh we don't know you know it's just that's just how it is so they kind of figured out that like the reason why i guess was because the they 
that God that was holding up cocoon wanted to be destroyed. And so they were causing dissension within the people to somehow make it so that the Fauci are bad guys or the, the Lissi are bad. The whole thing was confusing to me, but what I will say was this was that, um, that there was at some point like a flip where they realized that it wasn't just that they were trying to destroy cocoon. They were trying to destroy the God that was un- making cocoon. So like holding him up there. That was, that was, yeah, that, that was a little bit towards the end. Like that was the second Bartanalus fight, the second or, or mm. yeah, where they realized that they're, they were being lied to that their focuses aren't even real focuses. Like they're just being told what to do and they, they don't have to do that. And so that's where they kind of took it upon themselves. I understand to go and just take down the Fauci period. Um, like they got to focus like, yeah, you go do this or you turn to crystal, but they, they just kind of carved their own way now. Kind of mm-hmm. like the guy that, uh, that stood with them. Um, the, the other list C that was in the uniform. Um, what, what was his name? Sid, oh yeah. Sid yeah, Rains, the, I think. Mm, Sid Rains. He was Where cool. He, uh, oh, he was, he was, he was a little was odd a at the character. end. Yeah. I like yeah. his design. He was real cool still don't understand like why he wanted to get shot I, I, I didn't that didn't click for me now that now that we're sitting here talking about this there was a lot about this plot that just confused me like they, they, there was a whole thing not to jump just straight to the end but there was a whole thing about like you know yo you you're fated to kill orphan blah blah blah. but then they just ended up doing that anyways like that was the final boss well yeah that's the thing it's so they, they were supposed to bring down cocoon and orphan and everything but they really didn't want to bring down cocoon but it was all supposed to be orphan which was nothing but a which was connected to this human farm that everyone was a part of cocoon Mm. orphan and eden were all part of a a farm to get these humans together so that the fauci had something to eat from from what i understood was was all part of this and they were supposed to destroy orphan to trigger a cataclysmic event to summon the maker uh and once they summon the maker they would destroy earth and reset everything and that's what bartandalus wanted okay but it but i guess to because there was another part like at the end where like a fang kept turning to i guess it was turning to ragnarok or was turning to that thing and like that was what yeah it specifically had to be ragnarok that was going to kill orphan i guess guess. it wasn't yeah because or, the fact that they killed him normally, it was fine. Ragnarok was what was going to destroy Cocoon, so they still could have destroyed what's its face or Orphan or whatever. But as long as Cocoon didn't get destroyed and cause the class, cataclysmic event, that's what was going to mm-hmm. be bad. Um, yeah, I believe if I if I interpreted everything correctly, we did skip a lot, but there's just a lot of chasing of Bartandalus. Honestly, yeah. it was just chasing yeah. focus. All the way up to what this I, point. What I will say was cool was that so one of the big complaints about the game was the whole hallway thing, which which I have mixed feelings about. Like I didn't mind it so much because I I just like seeing what they would do. Right, is you would you would have two different plots where it'd be like one hallway would have these two characters, one hallway would have these two characters. And you can kind of flop back and forth, and then then they get mixed up, and there'd be three and two, then two and three. But mm-hmm. I didn't mind it so much because you get you get all these interesting character interactions and it's a good tutorial because it teaches you how to use their paradigms together for the certain enemies that you're getting. So that oh, yeah. by the time you they all finally meet up, you kind of go, oh, 
this is this is fun. This is this is exciting because it's kind of a reunion. It's kind of a reunion. Everyone's back together now. It has a really nice moment where everyone's kind of together and they're all working things out. And then you get to choose who your party is, and then so now you you have free reign. So it really was like a giant tutorial when you think about it. Um, but I thought it was fine. It, it didn't bother me that much. Uh, the no. only thing that really bothered me about the the battles was just how long some of them took. Like it just felt like some of them were so long and if you fucked up in that first like 30 seconds you could die 15 minutes in just because you messed up the beginning you know you'd be stuck in a cycle of trying to revive and just recuperate yeah. from that first mistake it'd be awful mm -hmm. i really yeah. enjoyed the hallways it was a it was a welcome yeah, thing for me it. but i just had the problem with once you hit chapter 11 and you all of a sudden had this open world and you had to make choices that's where it fucked me up I, yeah i'm not conditioned to that now i'm supposed to go along the hallway and make these exactly i'm supposed to just go not not look around for 50 monster hunting missions and look for these super bosses and i mean that's cool if i if i would have had that along the way and i could just teleport around the map or around the world and do that that'd be fun and i, I would keep track of that as i go but not all in one big big lot that's that was really jarring and I, yeah, I wasn't a big it, fan of that. It was, it was jarring. Well, and it would I don't think it would have been as jarring if the difficulty spike wasn't so massive. Or at least it felt massive to me that all of a sudden oh, it yeah. felt like everything was extremely tough. Which, I mean, we all, I like open world games. Most people do. But after having spent 30 hours of just, yeah, you're going down hallways. You're just going to fight this. You're going to see a cutscene. You're going to keep going. It was very sort of, wow, I was not prepared for this at all, you know? Oh yeah, no. I, in fact, I only did like maybe four or five of the missions, and mm. I just kept the story going all the way up to the end of chapter eleven, which is your second Bartandalus fight. And I couldn't do it. I tried fighting him for like, or I only tried fighting him four times because each fight was like thirty minutes of me just trying to yeah. survive and attack him. And um, yeah. eventually, I just went back and did maybe four or five hours of the monster hunting missions and got like thirty, mm -hmm. forty of them done, and then finally went and whooped his ass in no time it was no problem but if i would have known i had to do that or if it was just a little bit more integrated with stronger monsters through yeah. i could have that wouldn't have been a problem i, I wouldn't have i right. wouldn't have to gripe yeah the the open world part just it just felt like they put it in because they knew it needed to open up at some point but it didn't yeah. really serve too much of a function like there was lore i think that you could have come across and there was you know, there, there was little things that you could do. Uh, there were side missions where you can get special weapons, you know. So they they put that there really just so that they could technically check the box, it felt like, of having an open world. Um, I could see that. Which, whatever, I guess. If you're going to do that, do that. But it it was frustrating for me. And, and the only reason I didn't do the same thing you did, well, two reasons. One, I looked up a guide. I immediately didn't know what to do. I got to the open world. I was like, I don't know. I, I have no clue exactly what I'm supposed to do here. Um I looked up a guide and I just followed that for like 17 missions. That got me pretty strong. I kept going and I was winning everything, but it was still so tedious and I was losing stuff that like it felt silly. <laughs> I swapped to easy mode, never looked back, finished the game on easy mode, didn't give a damn. And it was and what made me crazy was that there was still stuff that was extremely difficult, even with easy mode on. That's crazy. You know? Do you know how far you got in your paradigms on easy mode? Or like, did what do you, you mean? get all the way up to the final ring? Like, were, were you able to power oh, up, yeah. up to that point? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. No, I, I looked it up. The only thing it changes is genuinely it just halves the health that your opponents have, and it halves their attack. Oh. And that is that is easy mode. Everything else is exactly the same. So a lot of people apparently what they'll do is when they want to go grind, they'll just turn on easy mode and they'll go whip a bunch of ass, you know, they'll get their CP, they'll turn regular mode back on and go keep playing. That's cheating. But I was I was oh, shocked. Man. I didn't give a damn. I just wanted to see yeah. what happened. But I was yeah, that so much of that game could have just been shorter had bosses not had as much health, you know? No. And really, if you look at it, it's it's millions of health. Like, so I had a monster hunting guide that I was going through as well. Um, and just some of them were just insane amount of numbers. Yeah. And I mean, it. granted, some of them were the first dozen or so were easy. But like just the mm. higher up was just, wow, what the fuck am I supposed yeah. to do with these numbers? And in that it's just insane. I, I don't get why the numbers were so high in this game. I, I guess yeah. it was just to be impressive on the on the console but i guess because yes i'm sitting there doing like twelve thousand, fifteen thousand of just damage for what yeah just teeing off well and the thing is you can accomplish the same thing like because like for like okay so the the penultimate boss of the game the 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 big bad bartandalus when he has the weird face and the the tentacles or whatever and all that mm-hmm. that was a tough fight what happens in it is there's four quadrants. So like you, he does a certain moves on his first 25% of health. You get that down. Okay. He's at 75%. Then he swaps up his moves. And every time you go down and all the way down to a quarter, he starts at some point he starts casting death, you know? So it, it had, it had stages to it, but you can do that with half the amount of health. The, 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 it took 30 minutes for me to get through him. It didn't have to, it could have took 15 and it had been just as stressful because I'm killing him faster, but also I'm still making the same decisions. It's not yeah. just for not as long, you know. Did you have all your equipment maxed? Mm, most of it, not all of it. Most of it. Okay, man, yeah. that's wild. Thirty minutes. Yeah, it just Jesus. took forever. But I'm yeah. also not great at that game. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone truly is. Mm. It's okay. So. <laughs> It's a, it's just a wild trip, but apart from that, it, that there were some pretty hard fights at the end. Um, oh yeah. Just boss fights in general were pretty hard. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were better once you kind of got your full team and you could decide, but speaking of teams, who did you have, I guess, for your main team? I did lightning snow and saws and I, it was, I saws was really just there to be a ravager and a synergist. Uh, mm-hmm. Lightning was the medic and the Ravenger, and then Snow was the Sentinel and the Commander, the Commando, whatever. Wow. And so I had that for a long time, and I loved it. It was great. Cast haste, tee off on them. It was good. The, what I what I ran into, uh, I had to make a swap against Bartandalus, and I put Hope in instead of Sez because he was a very good Ravenger, but he had more. He was also a good medic. And he could be a synergist. And I already had him on a bunch of... So I had him sort of be three different things. So I ran double healer, and that fixed all my problems. I was able to heal faster and get back to attacking again. And then also attack and have him do synergy type stuff and keep me buffed. So that was good. It worked out. What about you? I ran uh, Lightning, Hope, and Fang for my... uh, For mine. And I normally had Fang as my commando with Sentinel and... 
Saboteur as her backup. And then mm. Lightning would have Ravager and Ravager Commando and Medic. And then I would have Hope with Medic, Saboteur, or Synergist and Ravager. Synergist mm. and what's the other one? Wow. Ravager? Medic? Synergist? And Medic. That's it. Medic, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would do a lot of the uh, just attack and then the combat clinic where you just have the double healers and old girl would just take yep. all the damage and that'd be it. And then once everyone's back up to speed, just damage again and then do all my exactly. buffs and then damage again. And just alternate well, between those three. Yeah, that 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 last, really the final boss because the final final boss is like a joke fight. But the, the first real final boss, like he had that giant move where he would just... You couldn't do oh, anything. God, you literally, no. it, it was the cutscene. You know, it was like the Sephiroth, like Pluto shit. Nothing, and it just, and it would conveniently always take you down to where you only had like a hundred health left or whatever. Mm-hmm. You had to be fast so enough was, to switch over to health and or exactly. healing and so just just be ready. And go combat clinic, give it a second, and get right back to it. And it was that was how you you did that fight. Yes, sir. Um, I guess getting towards final thoughts of the game. Um, I did have a lot of grievances, like I said, in chapter 11 and I almost mm-hmm. quit, mm-hmm. um, until I got my shit together Same. and just kind of put the, put the time in. And then I finally got through all the bosses, got through the last two chapters and I was like, okay, this game is really just, okay. I'm, uh, I'm okay with what I'm seeing here. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like seven got, out of 10. Okay, sure. Yeah. And then I got to the final cutscene where my hands was playing by Leona Lewis and you have, <laughs> I was about to say Leona Lewis is playing. <laughs> and you have everything wrapping up with all the characters. You have everything coming together. And I was like, I don't think I've ever felt this complete after a game before. Like yeah. everything I wanted to happen happened. It's not just like you saved the world, but like families are back together. Like yes. the world is as it should be. And it felt when right. Do- when Dodge and Sarah came up running, the sunshine behind them, they came running over the hill, bro. I lost. Oh I was like, god. oh my god, I can't do this. I was so like cheesing. earlier. You said, yeah, man. Like so earlier, you said that this is your favorite Final Fantasy game. It's better than seven, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Um, I will go out. I won't go that far, but I'll go on record as saying that this is the best ending to a Final Fantasy game I've ever played. It's definitely one of the best endings to a game i've ever played i don't want to put it at number one but it's in the conversation right like because usually final fantasy's in and i don't want to spoil anything but usually they have like that inception ending of like mm-hmm. it was it all a dream you know like what's actually going to happen or it's some sort of vague you know you read into it what you want but this was very clear like no everyone's okay these two made a sacrifice but it's happy and it, it saved the world it was beautiful I mean, that that visual of like the world, the, the cocoon being held up by all the, oh my God, and the sunset. It was gorgeous. Everything, or the sunrise. It was gorgeous. Everything yeah. was perfect. And yeah. like the way it faded into what the image is on the background of Final Fantasy 13. Like how that, it's yes, part of the thing. Yes, man. It, I, I was blown away. Because I, 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 I didn't know. Grinning. Yeah. I was like, that's all, cocoon. All the, that's cocoon. Yes. All these years, you, you see that logo, right? And you're like, well, okay, that's, that's like a little cool Final Fantasy thing. But then you realize at the end, like that was what it was all along, you know. God, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, chef's I, uh, I, I usually record um, gameplay footage because I do a lot of videos, as you know. And so uh, that was one scene I recorded. I actually watched it back like three times because I was just like, I just want to feel that feeling again, you know. 
Oh yeah. But um, but I felt a similar thing uh, watching that that I did whenever I was finishing the Evangelion movies, the the rebuilds. It was just this Whoa. overwhelming closure. It was. It was just this overwhelming closure of like, yes, okay, finally the suffering is over. There's a happy ending. Things are beautiful. You know. Uh, so you've I, talked those I, up was a good too. Moment. Cause I, I hated the I, Ava movie or Ava period. And you, you've talked up these remake movies. The remakes are, the remakes feel like what they wanted to do all along. And, um, considering like, cause you watched it, like, you know how just miserable yeah. all the characters are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to spoil to you what happens, but like, there's a, there's a, there's a good ending. And to see that after years and years of just like knowing Ava is this misery palace of just everything sucks, finally seeing it all come together in a in a good way and characters get closure, just felt amazing, man. Yeah. So yeah, I can't imagine. That's why it worked. So, apart from all that, and that kind of that kind of wraps up everything I have on Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, I do have some banger songs. I'm gonna uh, mm. put out there. Um, just main ones I've downloaded because one of the biggest things from Final Fantasy 13 and its impact is its soundtrack. Um, yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people people do like it. Um, just for recommendation, I got a Desperate Struggle, Defiers of Fate, Blinded by Light, which is the battle theme. Um, oh yeah, Forever Fugitives, Saber's Edge, Sarah's theme, and My Hands by Leona Ooh. Lewis, of course. That, that Leon Lewis music started God. playing. It just felt like That'll get I feel like married. I was in church. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I felt like I was Please being touched by the spirit." You know, go ahead. No, I feel go like, ahead. come um, on, girl. So, what else you got for us? You got any kind of closing thoughts on on the old thirteen? Uh, you know, it, I've started up thirteen a couple times over the years. So like I told you that it's been 13 years. There was, I rebought Final Fantasy 13 at some point whenever I was still in high school. And again, never, I have restarted this game probably five or six times throughout the years. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the biggest thing I'll remember from this game is just that opening cutscene where I don't know. I don't know what the song is, but you know, like the very opening cutscene where it's like, like that whole thing. That song will always stick with me. Um, just because I restarted it after all these years, but yeah, it, it, it was, um, that's, this is the only time I've ever left a game hanging that long and to see it finally come to fruition. Just, I don't know. I just filled a hole in my heart, man. It was, it was fantastic. I'm sure it'll die off. I'm sure it'll, I'll realize like a year from now, like, ah, the game wasn't that good, <laughs> but, but for, for right now, boy, it, it, it did. It filled me with a lot of joy. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I hope I, I just remember this one forever. I'm a, I've heard a lot of good about 13 2. I've heard that it's yeah. better than 13. I can't Same. fathom that. So I'm excited to get to that at some point. But I think it's that the gameplay is better. Like they all the ideas oh. they had in this one, they more refined it. I watched the trailer for it for 13 2, and I almost was like, no, no, I, I don't think I want to change the ending. I think I want that to be the ending and we leave it right there. I don't know if I can open this again. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I want I think I want this book to remain closed, but you know, I think it's like an alternate timeline, it's like the whole plot. That's what I understand it to be. Yeah. The time yeah, time so. is the is a big construct there in that one. But yeah. I don't know. I'll report on that another time, another place. Well Daryl. Well said. 
where can we find you if we want more of uh of you i am on youtube as daryl talks games uh type that in it'll probably be the first thing to come up on twitch i am also daryl talks games on twitter i am also daryl talks games uh in Holy smash fans. oh okay go ahead <laughs> on only fans i am um I think Italian Sasha's 89 and okay. uh, <laughs> no, no. Daryl talks games everywhere. I'm probably there somehow. So good deal. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for well, joining for me. Today. Me yeah, dude, no, it's, I been, appreciate it's been a pleasure. Uh, maybe if I make it a three peat down the line, me and you and Steven can all be together and we can hash it out over Sin Kagura, you know, We'll make it a that, challenge. We all have to play that game and then actually give our real takes on it. <laughs> I'm sure you love that. That would be amazing, but it's going to be miserable. It's not. I'm it's sure. not as good as yeah. I boasted up to be. <laughs> I I would almost dread that. I would hate that for you to have to do. Hey, but that. real talk. But real talk though. Like, what if me and me? What if me and Steven are really, really into it? And we're like, hang on. You you've been you've been. This has not been a cab this entire time. You actually were on some shit. It's actually it's it's not bad. It, it's a fun little third person shooter like mm. it's just a lot of fan service at the same time like mm. it but it does get old like especially if you're like going for all the trophies and everything it's it gets old but like if you're just blowing through and it's like oh this is water guns girls kind of beach stuff it's not bad what's the, what's the problem you know yeah no it's just it's stupid fun but i don't see this being uh no i'd hard pass i could see this now hard pass i don't want to take this seriously <laughs> look man it can't be any worse than atelier rizo so <laughs> oh oh yeah Ooh, oh that was a that was a sniper shot fired he's gonna feel that <laughs> that's why i put it at the hour 17 mark <laughs> you may not hear it you may not get to that part <laughs> nice nice so i think we'll go ahead and wrap up there um guys if you guys want to follow us and check us out at any of your other streaming sites, you can at Sinco Podcast for social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you'd like, you can check out and support us at patreon.com slash Podcast. And with that, Daryl, we normally tuck me in for the end of the night. Uh, I'm not going to put you through that, so I'm going to go tuck myself <laughs> in. And uh, you can just go to bed, I guess, or w- whatever you do at the wee hours of the night. Yeah, probably exactly that. I'm about to tuck myself in. Oh, okay. Well, awesome, man. Good night. Thank you so much again. We'll see you later. (laughs) Thanks, man. Enjoyed it. (laughs)